guys. In studio today, I actually have Anthony Penna instead of Joe Smith. We'll see how this show goes. I have a feeling we may get into a little bit of trouble. Anthony's kind of a troublemaker. Let's see what you think. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And today is June 29th. I am dating the show because I have in studio Anthony Penna from Navi Title. He has never made it all the way to be here in person. I am so impressed with his tan self. And then, of course, Tara Creek from the TK team, who always comes over in person because she's a rock star. And then, of course, we can't forget our friend Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage, who is coming to us from sunny, not sunny, New rainy. Jersey. Uh, rainy not New sunny. Jersey. Not sunny. Not sunny. Very that, rainy. That's New Jersey. But, you know, we just thought, for the fun of it, we'd kick Joe out of the studio, bring Anthony in, and let's see if we could do any better with our predictions, people. Because... We were really wrong last time. Um, I it's time we're overdue for a market update. So Joe, Tara, Anthony, and I have all come with our knowledge. And one thing I will definitely say is it's hard to predict what the hell's going to happen tomorrow, is it not? Hundred percent. And we've had a lot of challenges the last couple of years. We're going to talk about those right now. The first thing I'd like to do is show you guys. If you want to see what we talked about last time, it'll be episode one twenty nine that we did a couple months ago, and we titled it this. This is the show before it goes nuts again. Um, Joe, is it nuts right now? It's nuts to me. This is all nuts. <laughs> but is it nuts in the way that we were talking in the last episode? It might not be that nuts, but it's going to get nuts. When is it going to get nuts? Soon. <laughs> I'm talking to Barry Habib right now. Uh, no, I'm Barry just teasing. Style, yeah, yeah I, I, so in that last episode that we did, episode 129, I think you actually made that point, Joe, towards the end of it. You're like, and if not in May, then in summer. And if not in summer, then in fall. And what I'm referring to is Barry Habib has been predicting that our interest rates are going to be coming down. And actually, when we did the last show, mm -hmm. they were actually down a little. It was right before they ticked back up on May 11th. Yep. Yeah. And so. so that definitely, I think, made all of us a lot busier a couple months ago. Uh, well, <clears throat> you're saying not nuts now. I, I always like tell you guys, like, go to your title company comparison. Uh -huh. May, we've had our biggest revenue month, closing month, and fee per file month since we opened. Oh, of course, and I think May was great because those were the sales that we put into escrow Correct. in April. And so those closings, because we had a fantastic May Well, too. even the beginning of May, that first week of May, we had seven openings on a Monday, which was the biggest Monday we'd had in quite some time. And then literally within two weeks, we felt that pullback in the market and it was directly connected to that rise in rates. Yep. We saw rates go up about a half rates, a percent in two rates, weeks. Rates, rates, Yes. Dang rates. So the answer to your question is, when will it be officially nuts again? The moment that rates are back under six. And that's really why we talked about last time, because we were under six. 
six yeah. at that time. I had another client tell me, maybe I, I might be off on my number, but Joe and Tyra, you'll be able to know this better. They said, he said something like, the difference of if a rate rates go down from seven to six uh-huh. nationwide, it's going to bring about four million. I've heard the that four stat. and a half million he said, buyers. He said if rates get down to five yeah. percent, there'll be five million buyers on the sidelines. But we only that have will two be million homes to, to sell. The yes. housing market, correct? Yeah. So it'll be the same nuts that we saw during COVID, hundred percent, which we thought was going to happen two months ago, and it was starting to, and then. Um, the feds raised our debt ceiling. The feds auctioned off a bunch of treasuries. And we had a lot of banks that. kind of shut down. You know, we had things that I think good old Barry can Self, predict. Self-man-made. Yes, they weren't things factored in. And I think you make a really good point. You know, we always look at what's the economic data that's coming out. But what doesn't play a role in that are the unknowns. Well, I mean, you can't predict. We never could have predicted COVID. I mean, no matter how smart Joe is over there in that coffee shop in New Jersey, there's no way he could have predicted <laughs> any of that stuff, let alone the debt ceiling nonsense that we're dealing Don't with. Don't let the glasses fool you. Hey, you know what? the glasses that make you smarter, Joe? But one thing I will say is I, I think I think I'm done predicting the uh, interest rate game. I'll but I'll probably still say it. But one thing I can we do know. What's that? And we'll, I know we're gonna we this later for these buyers. Uh huh. You, you you can't play the interest rate game in, and, no. and 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 test them like okay i know when the market's gonna happen but one thing i can tell you and we'll get in this presentation later home prices are going up and they're going to continually go up okay so that's one thing that i will predict and you know and everything I, it's so funny i thought about this like every show we've ever done we always say buy now buy now people because it's always the best time to buy is now or yesterday if they would have listened to us about january they'd have a lot of equi- some equity in their home oh, just, just saying you know what and that's a true statement so <laughs> i'm going to show this um, this actually is a testament to what you were just talking about, Anthony. Yep. So I pulled this this morning. This is a chart for those of you guys who are listening, not watching. This is a chart from Cromford Report that actually shows our bottom was technically December of 2022, according to the Cromford Report. And it's showing the average sales price since December has only done one thing. What's that, Anthony? Up, 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 up. Up, 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 up. We are currently at two, probably 287 a square foot. So right down here, we're up 9% in just five months. <clears throat> Nine percent in five months. Now the rates haven't gone up nine percent in five months. Thank the Lord, baby it's Jesus. It's supply and demand. We it, saw that inventory, mm-hmm. you know, start to come down, and, and that, that was. And a if that continues at that rate, rise. you're looking at a twenty percent increase this year. Yes. Now I don't think it's going to go to twenty, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying, it, it, that trend nine percent. Right. Well, so, so for all those people who um predicted a crash December home price crash, oh, dude. you have a lot of apologizing to do. <laughs> other probably what 2012 hashtag steak 44 yes right we already did that last year and we actually ended up going to our favorite which was maple and ash not steak 44 anthony penna but <laughs> it was um, amazing it was amazing tara had a great night that i night. just lost my <laughs> i just lost my instagram influencer on steak 44 uh, just teasing okay so th- th- all those are great points prices have gone up but what's interesting is on the cromford report it actually shows that we're at a negative 4.9% for price appreciation. So let me explain to you guys who are watching or listening, how could that be? How could that be? I have one chart here that shows nothing but prices are going up. But what it is, is year over year. Okay, so my chart here is going from December, but we forget that this time last year yep. is when people were crapping their pants. 
Me included. Hear me? I want Joe's face for this. Do you remember Joe last year this time? How bad I was freaking out? It's been almost about a year since all all of this, whatever this is, started. Kind of started. Yeah. So we're on we're on the backside of whatever that was. I agree. I love and, and I can tell you that I I feel like the rates are going to go down. But then again, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> so, I, I broken really clock do is think right twice time. a day. Ariel, that's the title of today's show. Remember I said that. I was just going to say that yeah. image of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. I think that last year we were just coming up over the top. Oh, yeah. And I think we've rounded over that and can see better now, you know, what's well, happening. And I think just where you're at in that ride makes a big difference on perspective. Well, do you remember in the last episode, and I'd have to pull it up to show you guys that same chart. <clears throat> but Bromford's done it a few times where they talk about the emotionality on that roller coaster. Yes. And we're basically at optimism right now. And the reason why we're at optimism right now is because I am running into bidding wars again. Not on all houses. People realize the housing market's not going to crash. And, you know, and, and getting back into what you thing. just said about, like, it was weird how it was going up, but <clears> then <throat> year over year. You, for people looking to buy now, you're going to hear the news headlines right now. Maybe even this month you're going to hear <clears> home prices <throat> have declined well, again. They'll say because, that they dropped 5 you, If you want to know year. what's going on in the market right now, do not do year over year. No, no you can't. And that's why, you know, everyone says Case Shiller. Case Shiller is always three, four months behind mm -hmm. on the data. Month over month is the price. way you track price increase right. and the way the market is going. Yep. And in our Arizona market for four straight months, five straight months, it's continually going up like you're showing. So oh, yeah. when someone talks to you, all the headlines, all the headlines go to year of year you know why because it's negative and they want to scare you yeah that's way scarier so right now this is where okay two months ago we still were over two for two months of supply we're less than two months of supply and so when i go out with buyers this is actually a true story i had this consult yesterday with the buyer from out of state and i'm like look the difference between today and a year ago is today you get to sleep on it you might get to sleep on it. Maybe. 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 Yeah, maybe. But that, and I just say that because the days on market today are 65 average. A year ago, they were 28. And so that's where I'm saying you get to sleep on it. But sellers are not giving away their houses. They are not, you know, just, you know, ratcheting down prices. What's the concession down? What's the percentage now? Honestly, I'm not even able to get three like okay. I could six months okay. ago. You know, they're squealing. In fact, I've got one closing today. That I don't think I think we had to pay full price because it was going into a bidding war just a month ago. Yeah, and I think the area <clears throat> plays a big role in that because Absolutely. for my buyers who are a little bit further out, we're still seeing some of those concessions, which is so nice. Queen but your Creek, Mesa, Chandler, Gilbert, yeah. Queen Creek is more challenging. More challenging. Okay, so going out to the skirts where the builders are, that's where you're going to see a three percent because yep. the builders are still doing it. That's yep. Avondale, that's Buckeye, that's Queen Creek, yep. the, the the logistics Santan. Coolidge, you know, yep. places like that where the builders. But I'll tell you what. Lennar still has it going on. I was out shopping with a mm -hmm. client recently at Lennar, and they got that killer 4.5. He doesn't even care about the house. He just wants the dang interest rate. Yep. I'm sorry, dude. I told him, like, you can't live in an interest rate. Well, and you got to like the house. And not only that, but I think it's worth saying, I just spoke with a client this past week who had a veteran who made an offer on his house. The veteran has a 2.25% 30-year fixed rate. He had the ability to pay cash for the difference, and he... Are you saying he assumed it? Well, so here's where I'm going with that. So the the veteran Ooh. had had a conversation with Joe, the lender you need to be part of this conversation um, that wasn't me but that was misinformed was told that if the uh, VA loan gets assumed it won't release his entitlement 
and that is not true. If another veteran assumes the VA loan, their entitlement is swapped out okay, only so if it's a civilian. Slow down because yes. what you Huge. just said is a big deal. It's a big Very deal. Big. People who are not in our industry may not understand everything that you just spewed. Yeah, Tara. so I'm going to take a step back. So, so if I got a government-insured loan, rather okay. that's an FHA VA. loan or a VA loan, mm -hmm. that loan is assumable to somebody who can credit qualify. So what does the word assumable means? It means that you, Rebecca, if you were buying it as a primary, <clears throat> could apply to take my mortgage over where I'm at in the repayment schedule at my interest rate. Okay, so time out. Yes. I, I am just totally gonna fight you on this one. Let's have a conversation Let's have it. a fight. Let's no, do not it. a conversation. <laughs> So I had a listing. I don't that have I, any popcorn. <laughs> I had a listing that yes. I would have had, and the girl had a fantastic FHA loan. Yep. I swear it was three percent. And I called. I had her call the servicer. I don't remember if I was on the phone or not. Mm -hmm. And they told her her FHA was not assumable, and they wouldn't work with us. Like, because that was my that was going to be my solution to sell her trailer that had been not necessarily taking great care of the last couple of years mm -hmm. and they wouldn't let me do it. I love how there's people walking behind Joe at the coffee shop, <laughs> by the way. Um, right? So that's awesome. So there's three things I'm going to so tell you. That, and that's what, okay, so time out, people. <laughs> if you have a VA loan or an FHA loan and you have an interest rate of 3% and you want to sell your house, this is what you need to do because this is a great way to get your house you sold. You need, as the homeowner, with it being your mortgage, you need to contact the your servicer. servicer, whoever you make your payment like to. Like Mr. Cooper, yes. Wells Fargo, whoever. And you need to ask to speak with their assumption department and get, turn. what are their ah. timelines? So assumption you, department. That's the key. Did yes. everybody write that down? It write it down, people. Assumption department. department within that servicing agency. And let's be honest, not all customer service reps are created equally. So no, because when we called, they're possible like... possible you were misinformed. Yeah, they pretty much gave us the finger, and then she ended up selling it on her own, thank God, before it foreclosed, but she was getting ready to lose it. But this guy lost $30,000 because of oh, misinformation. Shoot, this story. $30, I know this $30,000 is what he lost. <clears throat> and the difference in the monthly payment for the veteran who was buying that house, assuming his rate of two and a quarter versus getting a 30-year fixed rate at 6% today, wildly different. Okay, so time out, Tara needs to tell the story again because you went too fast. I know the story. <laughs> Anthony, do you know what the point she was just trying to make with that? I 100% got it. Yep. Yeah. Is. Okay. So I really? So this is really? important, you guys. Look at me. Are you, <laughs> are you lying? No, I know these are the, the assumption on the loans and all that stuff. Okay. So yeah. tell us where she's going with the story then. Well, she's, <laughs> no, I thought she's just explaining how. St. Joe's waiting for it. He's like, wait for it. No, wait for it. I, where she's going with the story, I thought you are going with the story where there are there are options for you if you're educated. Well, so the, basically the per poor person called and it was told he had to refinance. He lost that Oh, that's rate. a different story. That's but a different he was one? also misinformed. Yes, oh, so that's yeah. a different one. So stay going. with me. Okay, so really quick, guys. Veteran has a house. He okay. is using his VA loan to purchase in Florida. So he thinks that he needs to have his VA loan paid off so that his entitlement can be reinstated so that he can use his VA benefit sure. in Florida. Two things happen. Number one, the lender never told him that he could get another VA loan while still 
having his existing VA loan. Which is actually so, kind of new, isn't it's not, it? No, it's not new. There's just very few people that understand truly all the VA rules. Because as long as I've been doing yes, mortgages. Joe's shaking his head no, too. Yes. Because I've always heard from outside lenders, not you two, yes. but that you had to close escrow to in order to release the uh, eligibility. That is only true if they need their full entitlement reinstated in order to qualify okay. for that loan. If the partial entitlement that there well, we is sufficient. Tangent, did we yes. not? <laughs> so anyway, here's what I, I want you to write three things down. Number three. one, if you have a Get government a loan, not FHA the or VA, <laughs> contact your servicer and find out what the process is if you have a buyer that is interested in assuming your mortgage. Assumption department. You need to ask assumption for the assumption department because we did not do that and we were told wrong. Number two, if you are a veteran and you are listing your mortgage for you know your homes for sale and you're allowing somebody to assume that, if they are also a veteran and have entitlement, you can do an entitlement swap so that your entitlement can be fully reinstated. If you make it available to be assumed by somebody who is not a veteran, the term they use is a civilian. Mm -hmm. So if a non-veteran assumes that That's mortgage, the rest of us in the room. then yes, they can actually assume it, but it doesn't release the entitlement. So again, it's all about strategic mortgage planning so, and knowing what's important And number three, just call Tara Joe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so Joe has a point to make and Joe, are you unmuted so we can actually hear you? Yes. Number four, pack a lunch. It's very hard to do. Pack a lunch. Pack a lunch. I know number days. four. Well, and you're going to grind it out. Well, and it's because they don't really want and to let people assume them, right? Isn't that the true reality of it? It's a lot easier for them, to, and they'd prefer to make more money on just creating a new loan than letting somebody assume an old one. Well, I think what people have to understand is it's an application to apply for a mortgage. You're essentially getting pre-qualified to assume that loan. So they're looking at your employment, your income, and your credit just like they would if you were applying for a new mortgage. So you do want to allow for your traditional processing time for that. I think the only catch on that would be to have the money in the difference. A hundred percent. And I tell people and that all the time. That's if the catch. Somebody owes two fifty and you're buying the house for three fifty, you need to be able to bridge the gap with either additional financing or like a HELOC cash. Or cash or yeah, something. There's lots of different options. So on that. again, item number three, call Joe or Tara and they'll walk you through the whole assuming somebody's low killer interest rate, but it only happens on government loans, not regular conventional. And there are two websites <clears throat> that I'll share with you that actually homeowners who have a very low government loan can list their a listed house with that assumable loan and there's actually buyers that are out there shopping specifically oh, shut up. for assumable mortgages okay so what are those websites okay this is what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick commercial break and tara's gonna find those websites for us because we need those <laughs> websites right now if you're looking for a mortgage you need a personalized plan not a click button get mortgage option my team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. 
my experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, you guys, we're back from break. Tara's still trying to find those websites for me. Joe can talk crap because Tara's distracted. Um, And I am having a great time with you guys. My favorite sponsors, my only sponsors of this show, all three of you are here. And hopefully everybody enjoyed the commercials. Seriously, Anthony's point number four, well taken. You guys have any questions about mortgage stuff, just call Tara or Joe. I know enough to be dangerous. Anthony knows enough to be dangerous. But that said, Anthony Penna, I think it's time we talk while she's figuring this out. Let's talk about your slide presentation because you are going to teach us something today. And then I'll come back to some of my charts. But this I'm going to go back in and it's you started off and you can slide right down. It's called the unicorn years. The unicorn years. Look at you all. Now, what is a unicorn? (laughs) We all know unicorn. Yes, we do. And if you go down to the next slide, what do you say unicorn is? That's a unicorn. Something that is greatly desired, but difficult or impossible to find. And the people listening right now are probably, what the heck is he talking about right now? Wait, wait, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the last two years of real estate. Yep, so we're talking about the last two years of real estate. And what I'm talking about is for everyone out there, buyer, seller, um, real estate agents, let stop comparing the market today to these unicorn years. And I say that because it is desired, but impossible to find. You're not going to see 2% interest rates again. I'm sorry. Not in your lifetime. Oh, no. You don't have to be sorry. I, I, I don't it, think it was the a healthy people, market. People we right in. now with 2% interest rates <clears throat> are going to be like our dads. You remember the yeah. stories you talk about where they walked in snow yeah. and yes. bare feet yeah. every day just to support the family? Yeah. And we knew they were lying. <laughs> But it was a great story. They, no, don't get me wrong. They worked hard. Back in that, the olden days. No, no, that, no, no. What we've heard for years is back when I first bought my first house, interest rates were 17%. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go over little charts. That you like, And if you can see, you can't. But we have a little for color in unicorn watching, years. The 2020 to 2021 years. Here's so, your dog. So for now on, when you're comparing the market, you have to go pre-unicorn years yep. when you're talking the market, when you're doing comparisons, yep. when you're pricing your house, when you're listing your house, when you're thinking about equity you're making off your house. I like and, unicorns. And we're, I like unicorns too. What's wrong with unicorn? I mean, you got two unicorns across from you right now. So <laughs> I do. 
Yeah, so I think everybody on this show is a unicorn. The first unicorn chart we're going to talk about is, is a big one. It's home appreciation. Because that's what we talked about. You're getting stats year over year. You're talking about appreciation dropping. Well, the stats sound so much scarier from a year ago versus five months ago, do they not? It's way scarier, but when you look at the unicorn years, and this is nationwide stats we're looking at. Right. Look, they went up 11% in 2020, 18% in 2021. Here in Arizona, it was way higher than that. What did we say? 9% already in the first five months of the 9% year? 9% already. And we guess what? We don't even have 2023 in the chart. A normal, a normal home appreciation Four to 5%, is 4%. People. A normal is 4%. I use That's where usually to five. Three to five years. all yeah. the time. Yeah. So guess what? Like I said earlier, all those people in December, and they readjust it. They called for housing crash. Don't buy. Home oh, price yeah. are going to decrease. Just wait. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like back in 20. Guess what? These people have been calling for a crash for the last 20 years. Right. And guess what? They've been wrong every year. Every year. Every year. Every, well, that's what I was going to say earlier. You or and I have known years. each other for I'm sorry, over 15, a decade. 15 years, not 2015. And, and ever since I've known you, every year they have always said they. I don't know who, who the <laughs> hell they are, but they keep saying we're going to crash. And as a result, we have people who are too there, fearful there's to do a, things there's that There's a site, and I'll just say allegedly, but there's, allegedly. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a company that I just crush every week on my green screen videos because they give me so much good topics on their headlines. Oh, yeah. It's go banking rates. And they have people. I don't know if you ever saw them. They mm -hmm. go back in rates. Well, don't ever. I mean, don't take them seriously. Don't take them seriously because yesterday they had an article about foreclosures. How foreclosures are increasing. Well, what are they increasing from? What are they increasing from? Any? Which we'll get into later. Yeah. But but you, what I'm saying, you, and if you guys are probably tired of me hearing it, don't read those headlines. Oh. They're they're misleading. They're all misleading. That's why we can't compare it to the unicorn years. So when you go down the home appreciation like we talked about. I'll show it. And go to the next chart right here. This is percent change in home prices over the last five years. you got to remember, if you're in this for the long run, do you want to bet against the champ? Wait, are you serious? In the in last five years, five years. The prices in Arizona have come up 76%. in Arizona. Okay, so five years ago. Let me think about this. Five years ago was 2018. 18. Yeah. Okay. Because I could get somebody into a house for two fifty three hundred back then. Right. But guess the, here's no the best part. I could do that yeah. today. Seventy six point five percent in Arizona. Nationally, it's fifty six point one percent. So whenever we talk about things in the market, well, you got to understand Arizona is a little bit. Too. But what I'm saying is, these people. If you, and Rebecca, I'll let you read this quote by Black Knight. The annual home price growth rate slipped to zero in April. The first time prices have been flat year over year since the rebound from the GFC began in 2012. At its current trajectory, the annual home price growth rate would only fall modestly between below zero for the very short time before pulling back above water by late quarter two, early quarter three. Firming prices nationally have erased more than 60% of the price declines Can from you read last that again? year. Read that again. Firming prices nationally have erased more than 60% of the price declines from late last year and are on track to fully recover by mid-year. Now, this is kind of in line with what Barry had been talking about by mid-year, and we are mid-year, but rates are still freaking at seven. But that just goes to show you, even though rates are high, there's still a demand for home oh, ownership that disagree. exceeds the inventory. So if rates drop, it exceeds the inventory, it. That's and that's really the crux and, of the problem. And what, yes, what Black Knight is saying there is everyone who, because I have people now, you go to your year over year, Okay, you bought last July, you bought June, year over year. Oh my God, I lost money in this home I bought. We've already got 60% back. Yeah. It's going to come back to equal. Well, right. If you're in this for the long term, those people who bought, yeah. 
in a year or two, two years from now, be three years, perfectly from, happy. you're going to you're going to make money. So if yeah. if if, it, if, it, if you're asking yourself, it still makes sense to buy home today. Just remember the long term benefits of home buying. And you know this quote, Rebecca. What do I always say? Headlines do more to terrify than to clarify. <laughs> and, you know, and so, but I, 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 I do sing the same tune, Anthony, because it, it maddens me. I mean, whether we're talking rates, whether we're talking the market. Shoot, I did an episode last week about the water situation in Arizona, which makes anybody from out of state think we have no water. No which water. keeps coming up, by the way. Well, I know it is. That's yes. why I did another episode last week on it. And I had to call my folks who've been on my show before just to address it because the headlines make it sound like we have no water. Say it again. Water. 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 <laughs> I love just making him say water. And but we do, we do. And so I agree with you, Anthony. The headlines are bullshit. Um, excuse my French. Well, and, and, and uh, this. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say. So we had a property manager at a presentation we just did, uh-huh. and I want you to think about this. If I'm a homeowner and I have a mortgage and I lose my job or I have a financial hardship, I can call my servicing bank, and they have a workout department. Yeah. That's going to make every effort to keep me in my home. Yeah. Now I'm a renter and I lose my job and I don't make my rent payment on the first. Oh, and I want you guys to hang in story, there with me. Guys. I, I don't make my rent payment on the first. By the fifth, I'm being served. Yep. By the 10th, we're making a court date for eviction. And within 30 days, you're out. You're out. If you do not own a home and you're in a you financial hardship, you do not have that same protection. And <clears> I just <throat> tell families all the time, I said, you have way more options when, when it comes home. to owning a home than you do if when you're you a can afford it we're not because i have people say to me you're forcing people to buy we never force people to buy we're just somebody to, would actually yep, say that to you how would we force we're, anybody because we're, we're saying the informational if you can afford it and no. you're educating you're thinking that's we're why to we're them. trying to help you and educate like you just said about renters right there yeah home ownership that's like you huge. just said about rent yes. rents have been increasing guess what home ownership is a hedge against inflation yes hey. you have the same payment every month nobody ever gets wealthy renting no period so, Rebecca, I'm glad you brought that up because I, like us, keep getting asked, is now a good time to buy? I just don't know. Bring I'm your situation. Conversation. Sorry, Joe. We don't want to leave you out. Dude. And I ended up posting our own personal story about mm-hmm. home ownership on our page because at the end of the day, talk to any homeowner who's owned real estate over an extended period of time and ask them what their personal story is. Because it doesn't matter if you bought at what now would have been considered the peak of 2005 no. into early 2006. If you kept that house, you had great opportunities to refinance, to build equity and gain wealth. It's always a good option. I, I got one more story because I like stories. And yeah. I to, but it gets in about the pre-unicorn years and people listen to the headlines. I had a neighbor during COVID and we were sitting there and I was I was walking my dog and the neighbor's walking the dog. Mm-hmm. House across the street from me in the corner was for sale. And a person lived around the corner and they go, I really like that house, but market's gonna crash. That's all I've been hearing reading. And I said to them, buy that house. It's, it's $700,000, buy that house right now. It's a great house if you want it, buy it. She goes, I'm just not gonna do it. I, I, just, I just can't because when I'm hearing. That house just went in the contract now I'm talking 2020, across the street from me, last week, 1.2 million. And it was 700. Bought it for she 700. could have had half a million bucks. <laughs> Halfway <laughs> through, in, a, half in two a and a half years. Bucks. Not to mention the fact she would have been able to refinance to a rate of two and a half or yeah. three percent. But, but that just, just I'm just, we're trying. We're just trying to educate. No. Uh, I was in the market. Of course. We, saw, we understand what's happened during COVID, but they were all calling for a crash then. And I told her, Buy that house because you like it. You're not going to lose money. You're not going to lose money. And I didn't Plus, think she'd make that much. We all need a roof <laughs> yeah. over our heads to oh. lay our heads down at night to sleep. Yeah. Just went in a contract at $1.2 million. Wow. Good. Well, good for them. Five, Half days, a million. five yes. days on the market. What would you say, Joe? 
I have a little shift going on that I'm noticing. What's that? And this came from my, my most latest millennial buyer. So we pay attention to these guys because they kind of are uh, are trendsetters doing their own thing. We'll say they're learning their own way. Okay. So the millennial buyer said, I don't want to pay a point and buy down my interest rate, which is kind of standard operating procedure right mm -hmm. now, because the rates are going to come down and I'll just refinance later. Smart. That's I think what we've been a saying. Brand new thing. Well, isn't that the date that the they're rate? willing to pay the higher rate? Divorce the landlord because they're going to the hedge house. that the rates are going to come down. Well, and it's the whole idea of using the temporary interest rate buy down as opposed to paying points or not even to waste the money, money and then just yes. refi once the rates do come down. Right. Interesting. So there, stuff. Are, there are two terms that the interest rates are high. They're they're understanding, mm -hmm. but they don't want to spend the and money to bring it down. That they're going to come down and they're going to refinance. So do they believe that because they've been watching us on our show or Barry Habib or where are they thinking that the rates are coming down? Did you have a conversation with them or just because they've been talking to you? Uh, you know what? I, I, I think I Joe educated. Them. I don't have good success on steering these millennial guys. I kind of just, if that's what they want, we'll talk about it, but you're the boss. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I think that's, so that's, 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 but that's just, interesting. That's, that's a different spin. That it, well, that tells me that they've probably been staying at home and you know getting actually reading beyond the headlines, and maybe understanding what's yeah. making the markets shift. And I do actually want to. This is a perfect segue. I'm going to pull over. I want to show this one chart that I didn't get to get to with you guys, and this is I think very telling right now. This is a Cromford index for the last 22 years. Jeez. So, balanced market we're at 100. Today we're well above 100. Oh yeah. This is when basically the market started crashing and then look what happened during COVID. We are still well above a balanced market at 100. Now, Terry, you said this earlier though, our market index is 164, but we are in the red for demand, meaning we don't have very good demand because of those interest rates. But when you shift over here and our supply is half of what it needs to be, then market index shows 164. Which means we're still in a seller's market. We're still in a seller's market. Yeah. And so that's where, how can prices be well, dropping if we're in a seller's go market, back down people? for a minute, because I think this is worth looking at. So in 2020 to 2021, the spike oh, in buyer demand was unicorn. directly connected. Unicorn. There's Anthony's unicorn. Yes, was directly connected to these historically low interest rates, yeah. which we talked about as a once in a lifetime windfall. And then here, this is interest rates coming up. What happens? Buyer demand falls. So when yeah. we said rates are going to drop and what's going to happen with buyer demand? Opposite. The past is the best predictor gonna, of the future. It's going to show exactly. So right. while we predicted last May, oh, there's Joe, last, or that, you know, when we talked last time that May was going to be good, maybe we're ahead of the gun just a little bit. I think that it just was a, a tasting for what's to come. I think we got Ooh. a little bit of a, a, a window into what that future is going to look like when there are multiple offers and just some of the craziness we saw back well, in 21. And again, we're still above 100, so we are having multiple offers, but it is location based. Yeah. Um, and the ones out in the skirts are definitely getting seller concessions still. Yeah. But I did think all of that was really fascinating. And Joe, you're certainly welcome to chime in and talk. I'm going to just show one last thing. I'm going to pull this up. I, actually, let me see. Anthony, did we get through all your charts? No, you can skip this one. Okay. Go to the next one because it's my the favorite next one. one. Okay. 
foreclosures. Oh yes, Anthony and his foreclosures. He loves talking about foreclosures. Well, because, Look at the pretty pink. Well, because you know why I'm pink. talking about it. Because guess what? Filing, you know, yeah, foreclosures are up. But guess what? They're up from hardly any zero, right? And only place to go is up when you have zero and foreclosures if you, and during the unicorn years. you look at the unicorn years, yeah, there was a moratorium and all that stuff. But I just like to break it. Like it's it, it's interesting that if you look at Maricopa County, they're telling you residential foreclosures. Guess what? From April to May, increased one hundred percent. Because so they had when one. You, when you see that headline, you're going crazy. Do like, they have one? Oh my gosh! Guess how many foreclosure sales were in Maricopa County last month? One? 18. Okay, 18. 18. No, seriously. So <laughs> during the downturn, 0.2% of the market. <laughs> Guess what? There's no foreclosure Not even 1%. It's 0.2 of 1%. Which which went down from 0.3% the month before. Right. Just just so. I'm well, just, just, yeah. There's plenty of equity in most people's houses unless they bought in the but last the headlines months. are going to say foreclosures are up 28%, 80%, which meant, what are people thinking? They're oh thinking, God, I'm right. not going to buy right, now, buy right because now because then my price is going to decrease in my neighborhood. Okay, so seriously, it's when they call you and Joe. Joe, you still with us here? And you guys quote them $5,000 for a payment. Right. I think, honestly, that's when we lose them. Right. Because they love I'm that. sorry, I was one with 16, not 18. Okay. But, I mean, think about it. You, that house that that lady just sold that she made a half a million dollars on, she's got all that crazy equity. She can go and throw down on something else, which will help that interest rate issue, right? right? But the next guy buying her house with 20% down or less is easily spending over 5000 a month to live this there. This is why we are talking to families about Joe's con like, yes. converting <laughs> their existing home to a rental because they're not going to cash flow on anything better then they are their primary residence at 3% awesome or 2.5%. And then they can turn around and go buy a primary residence with as little as 3 to 5% down. So I, I think it's really important to understand that there are strategies that will let you move to that next season of life. Rather, your family's grown, it's gotten smaller, you want so, to be closer to family. But the problem, Tara, when you do that, and this is just me being the realtor, I can't sell houses that aren't on the market. So if every person with a 2 or 3% interest rate keeps their house as a rental, who the hell's renting all these houses? <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying somebody needs to sell some houses. Those that can't qualify at six percent. Okay, <laughs> and, and, I gotcha. the and the next chart you can skip over this. It just talks about the inventory where we're at compared to pre-unicorn years. It's okay, just, the, the the we know where the inventory is at right now. And um, we also know that once rates do drop, we're screwed because we don't have enough houses to sell. Exactly. Right, we really don't. That is truly the crux of the problem. And the new listings are, I mean, they're just nothing compared to what we've had in the past. But if you're a homeowner and you keep that rental for three more years, you're going to now what, Rebecca, have how much more equity when it rates drop? Potentially have a lot more equity. <laughs> but today, Rebecca needs houses to sell. So that's why Rebecca wants to build yes. some. In the meantime, we're down 98% in listings. That is a true problem. And I don't yes. blame somebody. If they have a 3% interest rate, I want to keep that house too. That yeah. gets and in, if it can make you money, that's awesome. That gets into the quote by Large Yoon if you if you quote down exactly what you guys were saying. So keep on going. Okay. <laughs> oh, next I went one. next. Large Yoon's quote with their back. Oh, shoot. Oh, what he said is inventory will remain tight in the coming oh, months shoot. and even for the next couple of years. I broke it. Some homeowners are unwilling to trade up yep. or trade down after locking in historical low rates in recent years. Exactly. That's 100% true. Okay, guys, I'm going to switch over to Joe here in a minute because we are almost out of time. Yep. 
I wanted to play the Barry Habib. So basically, he's just talking about all the reasons why rates haven't gone down yet. Right. But they still will. This is why you have an unusual situation. Normally, as inflation declines, mortgage rates decline along with inflation. But here we have inflation declining. Mortgage rates aren't doing that. And I want to show you another chart here that kind of illustrates the, the interesting aspect of it. So I'm going to pull up those charts again, and I'm going to hopefully see this. this now you got this back, right? There you go. Yep. So here's the way that here's the way that it normally works. Okay. So I, I want to just show you this here. This is inflation goes up, mortgage rates go up, inflation comes down, mortgage rates come down. The Fed was buying mortgage-backed securities during this period. It's called quantitative easing. So inflation was skyrocketing higher right here. Mortgage rates stayed low. Why? Because the Fed was rigging the system. It was extraordinary buying. Now we've seen inflation come down. But mortgage rates have not come down as much because there's extraordinary selling due to the banking crisis. And I'll just run through this to show you like where we see inflation going. So inflation would is, is going to be headed lower. And that's because a big chunk of the way inflation is measured is in rents and owner's equivalent rent. And as you can see, clearly the trend has been coming down, but it averages it over the past 12 months. So when you average it over the past 12 months, the way that it's reported in the inflation numbers, it's like this. Now, the Fed looks at this, but what they should be looking at is this. And this is how they made the mistake in the past. Back in 2021, all the Fed members were saying, hey, we need more inflation. They were begging for it. We're not even thinking about thinking about hiking rates. And Janet Yellen was out there screaming, we've got to go big on quantitative easing. And why <laughs> did they make that mistake? Because what they saw was this. Joe, I want love for you to give your two cents before we end the show. What do you think is going to happen over the next two months? Best of your abilities. If somebody calls you today, Joe, should I buy a house today or should I wait two months? What are you going to say? You you can get the house you want now. I like that. So you should probably buy that house. Because in two months, if the rates do go down, you're going to be competing with all these people who also would like that house with a 6% interest rate. Mm -hmm. And chances are, you're not going to get it. It just, it just is what it is. Is what it or is. Or you're going to pay way more for it. So okay. get it now and make more money. On that's, the equity. That's what I basically tell everybody. So are you saying date the rate, marry the house, divorce the landlord if you're renting? Is that essentially what you're saying? Just get Absolutely. the damn house you, and get yourself you, your equity? You're going to pay it. $3,000 for, a, for a, a mortgage payment sounds like so much money, but we're also of the... The, the age where we thought $100,000 was a lot of money to earn. And these days it's not. It's true. So people are making more money too. So it's just bigger good, than this. Joe, good point, good point right there when people are making more money today than they were. Yeah. That's a good point. If, if you're making 150000 but you're going to pay $3,000 a month for your, for your housing, it still works. They're bigger numbers, but they're to scale. Yeah. So quit worrying about the numbers, get the house. That's your advice? You gotta live somewhere. Gotta live somewhere. I'm with you. I, I like Joe's advice. I'm going with Joe on so, this one. So Joe, you're a numbers guy. So if you're if you're paying 3,000 a month rent over 12 months, what's that come out to? That's $36,000. That you Will you ever get that money back? 
Negative. <laughs> I thank you for it. Took you that long to say mortgage. no? Thank you. He's, he's no. like, no. So, no, so if not. you pay $3,000 a month on a house and it's going to increase 5 to 10% for the rest of the year, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Just throwing it out there. That's yeah. good math Agreed. for me. I've It's worked my whole life. I don't know. <laughs> well, and you've done really well with investing in real estate over your career, Joe. So, and I know, you know, you're not the only one of the four of us that have done investments. Mm -hmm. And I think any of us are out there looking and I can feel it when I go out showing clients homes right now, we can go see five or six houses and come back and see that second one a third time if we want to, mm -hmm. and maybe get a little bit of concessions. Oh, man, depending I did where buy the house, the house across the street and just rent it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Exactly, exactly. So I think at the end of the day, I think the message definitely from all of us is why wait? Because if you're just scared, you know, fear leads you to nowhere good. It's not, I, it's, it's not only not why wait, it's like I said earlier, you have some pretty smart, not, not smart, but we, we're experienced people in this room. Yeah. We've seen the ups and downs. And we do want to educate you. If you do have a question, just just reach out. Yes. It can't hurt to reach out. Don't 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 listen to the news. Just reach out to somebody who is actually has experience, has been through this to guide you along the way. And you know, honestly, to that point, Anthony, thank you for saying that. And our two lenders probably aren't gonna say this about themselves, but they're wonderful, both of these guys at looking at your finances and strategizing with you if it makes sense to keep that house with 2% or 3% interest rate, but maybe leverage it against other debts and do other creative things, they're both gonna tell you. So definitely, I think if you're thinking about selling, you should actually call Joe and Tara first. Don't call me first. Talk to them and see if it makes financial sense for you, because I bet you they'll figure it out where it will make financial sense, and then you can get that house that you really want. You don't have to wait for it. And that's my two cents. I think if you are thinking about doing something and you're fearful or you're just not sure, really sitting down and looking at your particular scenario will tell you if the time is now. Because Joe and Tara, you guys don't charge for that consultation, do you? No. Okay. Just, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. They just have to get on their calendars and make the appointments. So everybody who's watching, you guys know these sponsors have been on many times before. I'll make sure you guys have a way to get a hold of both Joe and Tara. And thank you, Anthony, for making the drive. And, and you, you, can, you can please vote who you want live next time, me or Joe. Wait, 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 wait. We'll decide who comes in. Joe, I need, you to lift your, <laughs> I need you to lift your shoes up. And I want to see, are you wearing flip-flops today? Yeah, what are we wearing today? Are we yeah, wearing flip-flops? Stand flip -flops? up. Stand up. I, I have to be dressed. I'm, I'm in a public place. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you don't wear flip-flops out in public? I wear them all the time. Oh, he's on shorts. He's that's, got that's shorts leg. on. That's all right, leg. he's at least got shorts on. That's good. Somebody skipped leg day. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're right before 4th of July. We're going to do this episode again in most likely August. So we'll see if in August it's going to be bonkers or not. Yeah. We'll be below or above 120 when we do the next show. Easy. Uh, That's like, what? What did you just Temperature wise? Okay, we're going. But, oh, wait, James Reigns. You just hey. made it in time. We we're just closing up the Hi, show. James Reigns. So, what we're wondering, we want your two cents because Joe, Anthony, and Tara all just finished telling us what, what we decided oh. to tell people. What do you think? What, should people buy a house today or not? Yeah, of course they should buy a house. Why? Well, you can't see me. Where are you? <laughs> well, inventory's low. It's. July almost really people aren't looking at that hard at homes in July around here so you know you probably have a better chance of picking something up that's just what you really said Anthony point. Well, you guys must I, be him, friends him and I <laughs> share brain well Joe we definitely missed you today but obviously we were having fun without you and we will see everybody in just a couple months we'll see what the market brings us miss you Joe I'll see you guys soon bye Joe, bye, Joe. Joe. have Joe. fun happy fourth everyone
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode of our market update. Just know all of us are here for you. Anything we can do to help in your personal financial situation, whether or not you want to buy, sell, hold, Tara and Joe are probably your best resources. I'd be happy to help give you advice as well. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we're just here to serve and we're happy to do so. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.